0: The
2: 11 to 1 show. Feeling like you could do with a little boost? Well, I'm looking after your physical and your mental well-being today on the show and we're going to kick it off with some, you know, feel-good music from Train. Train, hey soul sister and LMFM's 11 to 1 with your sister in the hot seat, Sinead Brazel, here until one with you. 086-1800-658. I'm going to say something that a lot of you I'm not going to like. I'm going to anger. A lot of people, I think, saying this. It's pretty outrageous. And I'm sort of preparing for the backlash because in this world that we're living in, I could be cancelled. But I've decided I'm going to do it anyway. So deep breath. I hate Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Oh, that feels good. It feels good. I just, I don't get it, you know? I just, why? Why is there so many episodes of this particular series as well? Why are there so many movies of this particular franchise as well? I I, I just, I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't really care about the characters, none of this. And uh, this was very much reinforced with me last night, and it's all Niall O'Brien's fault, our regular film reviewer. So, Niall is a nerd, okay? Now, look, nothing wrong with that, but the problem with nerds is they like, you know, enforcing their love of weird things on you, and Niall has a fondness for this particular series. So many episodes, you know, too many to count, movies, a reboot, I mean, it's just, it's unbearable. It really is unbearable. And I had to watch... This particular Star Trek movie last night because we're prepping to have a really big guest on our movie podcast this week. OK, no spoilers, but um, it is Star Trek related, right? And I have to do the research because, of course, that's, you know, that's me. I'm going to do the research. Um, but he made me watch The Wrath of Khan. And that is two hours of my life that I will never get back. So I'm sitting here wondering, there has to be. There has to be more of us out there who hate this kind of sci-fi, you know, who don't care about Vulcans or Klingons or battles in the galaxy far, far away or weird creatures who live in space. I've watched a lot of sci-fi movies, a lot of sci-fi movies, and there's some I like, some I like, but the majority, like 90% of sci-fi, I'm just like, no, I'm out. I just can't be coping, And particularly Star Trek, Star Wars. Etting with star in the title is just a no-no for me. But there's a lot of sci-fi that I'm just going, what am I watching here? What am I watching? Now, if there's enough action to kind of keep me going, okay. But a lot of this convoluted plot, that's, you know, a lot of this sci-fi stuff, you know. And most of them I've fallen asleep during. I did try to keep my eyes open last night um, for Wrath of Khan, which, you know, spoiler alert, there's not a huge amount of action in it. I'm going to call this a soap opera on a spaceship. That's what I mean. That's Not well there's a little bit of drama there. Somebody's got a child they don't know about. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you know? This kind of stuff. Okay, that kept me a little bit engaged. But the rest of it is just like, I don't understand. I don't understand the starship enterprise. Okay. They say that they're going to go and explore and, you know, be peacekeepers. They are up to their necks in battle every single time that you switch on they just they can't help themselves but get involved peace me keeping mission my eye that's what I'm going to say with regards to this please tell me I'm not alone in this sort of stuff you know in Star Trek and Star Wars sci-fi just generally like this you know this kind of sci-fi you know I'm just not for it and uh, I think I, I'm hoping that there's some people out there that uh, are on board with me let me know 086 There's said It must have been love and LMFM's 11 to 1. I'll tell you, there's a lot of being shown, love being shown in my direction uh, by my colleagues here. I, they for, informed me that my back tire. It has a puncture. I mean, I could be driving around in that for weeks. Not a clue what I know. And they're out there. I can see them on the camera. (laughs) They're out there changing my tyre for me. I mean, how amazing is that? But I also have the fear now about the actual cut of the inside of the car. Apologies in advance for anyone rummaging around in my boot looking... (laughs) spare tire but that's what they're at I mean what great colleagues have I got under this Tuesday morning to get me out of this dilemma fair play to them absolutely brilliant messages are coming in thank God I am not alone messages are coming in about Star Trek going to get to them and I have details of a great competition for you
0: oh, The 11 to 1 show
2: Muckology, drivel, men in weird suits with weird guns. Just some of the messages coming in on 086 1800 658 about this offensive thing that's on television all the time.
0: Space, the final frontier. These are the continuing voyages of the starship. Enterprise. Her ongoing mission to explore strange new
2: worlds. No, enough. Just enough of that. Enough of that. We don't want them exploring any else. No love, Rich Nate. Uh, I tune out as soon as I see the... <laughs> See Shatner and his big ship. <laughs> Should I hit him 100% with you? I'd watch the paint drying quicker, says Babs. Meet your sister. I hate Star Trek or anything to do with it. Zombies, vampires, otherworldly realities just find it immensely boring. Ah, now hang on. Don't go too mad. This, what did the zombies and the vampires do? We're talking about Star Trek and, you know. Weird stuff in spaceships. The zombies and vampires I'm on board with. Absolutely. But thank you so much for your message. Beam me up, Lieutenant Brazzle says somebody else here as well. Yeah, you know. No, we're going to stay on the ship. That's another thing. The weird, mystical, beaming place. No, no, no. What is that about? Come on. There can't be any sort of logic with that at all. Do keep those coming in 086-1800-658. I have music from Dermot Kennedy. And after that, I've got a great competition for you. I have a great competition for you today. Country Fest, Ireland's biggest country festival, is happening in Inniskine this weekend. Yes, it is. Three nights of great entertainment and music guaranteed. Doors open at 9 every night Music from 9.30 And you can pay at the door So I've got two pairs of tickets for Friday night Kieran Rosny and Jimmy Buckley are performing That night All you have to do I'm going to keep it really simple today All you have to do Is give me a yee-haw On 086-1800-658 Got to hold down the WhatsApp button And give me the best yeehaw That you ever can and you get the tickets. Very, very simple. Plus, it's going to make you feel good, I think, to get that yeehaw out of you. It's building up there. 086-1800-658. If you'd like those tickets, I'm going to pick a winner towards the end of the show. Just as simple as that. Or, you know, if you don't have WhatsApp, just like a big, massive capital lettered yeehaw on the text either would be great. But I'd love to hear your yeehaws on WhatsApp. 86 658 Thank you on LMFM's 11 to 1. We are lacing up the runners. We are limbering up. We are getting ready for the best 10K in the Northeast. It's happening in Drogheda. We're going to find out more details from Martin Duffy. He's with Drogheda and District Athletics Club. He's going to join us next.
0: The 11 to 1 show.
2: It's time to lace up the runners once again as Drada 10k returns to the town this Sunday. It's in its 14th year and the run has become extremely popular for first time and seasoned runners taking in the beautiful scenic route along the Boyne. So what should those taking part be doing this week to ensure they're in peak physical condition to take on this iconic run? Well, one of the organisers is with me but it would be remiss of me to just name him as an organiser of this because this man this morning has been heroic. Oh Yeah. I'm going to give him a little team music and all. <laughs> He's sitting in front of me. <laughs> Martin, Duffy is with me. Martin, tell the Northeast the heroic deeds that you've just completed in the Carpark Film uh,
1: FM. Ah, uh, good morning, Sinead. Yeah, Sinead, Not all not all heroes wear capes, and uh, a bit like a bit like our participants in the 10K this coming Sunday. But I noticed on the way in that you had a puncture, so I decided to use up the time and and change the wheel and just get it right for you so
2: I mean you every know every little
1: bit helps we l- aim to please
2: a talk about a legend uh, just helping me out this morning thank you so much for that I came You're in welcome. didn't have a clue that I had a puncture until you know those in the no of the out Martin's just come in for an interview and he sorted out my tyre thank you thank you, you so welcome. much thank you so much I
1: ate, I ate your chocolates as well oh, listen you can, listen, you you can have all days. the
2: chocolates Martin all the chocolates are yours today uh, now a sea of red t-shirts is what comes to mind when I think back 14 years ago to the very first uh, draw to 10k and my husband who you know was into running at the time but I wouldn't have said now was like in peak physical condition to do this decided I'm signing up I'm just signing up right there and then is what he did and there was this real camaraderie of the day and everyone sort of coming together to get behind this because this I think was the first big run in the town for many years was it?
1: Yes um, but more than that it's um what it has become is it's become the race with with the big race feel Um, you know for athletes like we, we could talk all day here about athletes but they they really only talk about the number junkies but the real local heroes are the ordinary people Um I mean to date we've only 60 places left we'll sell, we'll sell out with 1500 members by six o'clock this evening but um they really are, yeah. I mean, th- th- this race captured the imagination of the local runner. It suddenly gave them something to just, just to train for and yeah. get out. And, and, and what you do when you're doing all of these things, like everything in life, you make friends, uh, you develop other interests. It gives you a bit, of, a bit of life. And But it really has captured the town. I mean, we'll have 1,500 on Sunday, but all girls and fellas will bring at least one person with them. So you're talking from the top of Shop Street, to over towards the Morland Cafe, having maybe four and a half, five thousand people in, in the street. A mass of colour, lycra, makeup, nails done. That's only <laughs> the guys. I mean, these <laughs> girls are really going to have to up their game on the day. All of this stuff makes you run tall, smile, feel good. And that's what we want. I've often said to people um, running makes you feel good. But this race makes the town feel good. And, and you know, Drad is a great town. Full of good, good people. If, if if we could only say some of the things to do. I mean, the good people up there in Mel, they're getting the little paper plates ready and they chop up the Mars bars and they give the little the little bits oh, the to the runners as, yeah, as, as, as they are. The, the samba band is along the route doing its usual. The, underneath the tunnel, the acoustics are brilliant. And then you've got all the people with the funny signs. Like you see this sign and it says, um, run like there's a hot guy in front of you and a creepy guy <laughs> behind you. <laughs> where would you see it? And we're all part of it. The town is buzzing. Oh, it's great
2: to see it. It really yeah. is. And like you say, those little things along the route are going to keep keep people, keep people motivated,
1: that sort of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely.
2: But tell me about yourself. How did you, because you're a long time into the running, aren't you? Oh,
1: yeah. I was born into it. Um, I started running the day in my 13th birthday. My, bro, my brother brought me for a six mile run the first night and I can still remember the route. But between, between my two, but it's not about me, but between my two brothers and myself, we've close on 150 years it's like damping the walls if it's in you you can't get rid of it but it's not about me it's um you know it's it's funny but the people who run now this sunday um the beautiful thing is they don't all go away and forget about it for a year they're transforming themselves into budding athletes and a lot of them stick with it and and the reality is most of them show promise yeah if you stick with anything and employ yourself with a measure of common sense and you can get some advice because experience is hard to beat. You can say they're making a lot of mistakes. They have literally transformed themselves. I mean, like there are girls now who would have joined our club who maybe ran this race two or three years ago. And they are able to run a double marathon now. Yeah. And, and 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 but they're not coming over the line like Quasimodo. They're able to come over the line with reasonably good running form. Yeah. And couple of weeks later being recovered
2: that's amazing and you have seen like I said there at the start you know seasoned runners but also people that have kind of say for their new year's resolution they've started yeah. off this you know couch to 5k thing or, and then eventually mm. they get to the 10k and these, this could be their first big one of the year oh absolutely yeah. yeah
1: this is the field going factor race without a doubt I mean just talking about the course, we, we get all of the hills out of the way. Well, early. No, that's
2: what I was going to ask you because Drogheda is an absolute disaster for hills. <laughs> so, and yeah. this is the thing people dread. What's what's the route? How many hills have we got? Well, stuck well
1: in you well. Well, you see, the big hill is gone. The Heartbreak Hill that would have matched Boston, <laughs> where you went <laughs> up by St Olivers College. Oh yeah. that's that's this that's here, gone. That We're just, running in yeah. along the ramparts now. The only you need time that hill would come into play and would be as a plan B if okay. the river was flooded. So we never get out of bed without forming a plan B in our club. But no, I mean, you think of it, you have a, a, a nice flat run across West Street um, into Trinity Street. The, ri- the rise from, we'd say, the garage um, in Mel up to the top is one kilometre. And then the climbing is finished. Okay. After that, it's, it's just a series of, of rises and falls. But once you hit the Slane Road, it's completely... Downhill or flat, till you get to the bottom of the Street, and that's when you got to practice your smile for the glory finish. Yes, There'll be more photographers there than you see for Princess Diana's wedding. <laughs> it's going to be great; it
2: really is. And I'd say, like the 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 ecstasy crossing that line is un- unbelievable. Like people talk about runners high, you know, absolutely. This thing. Like yeah. this is so like you know, like we spoke about this on the on the show numerous times as well. This idea of something that is free that you can do that is just going to really help you mentally and physically.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people will tell you. Running takes you to a place where the heart can't get you, or your worries, because it's it's no different than a meditation or whatever. It it becomes hypnotic. You're running, you become aware of maybe the sound of the boards, your own breathing, and it just takes you to a place that that. Um, life's troubles can't get to you and isn't that lovely that's yeah. every. I mean that's running is running as many people's yoga yeah. or meditation it's just not not everybody can sit there in one place and do that yeah you, you know, gotta I'm, run to I'm it. geared to move and yeah. that's it well, you that's the way God made me
2: a lot of people like as you say running towards something yeah. they're feeling like it is something accomplished but talk to me about race day so for people who are competing like what would be your like would you have a fairly rigid sort of uh, uh, routine now on race day like what would you eat
1: well well the goal that the goal golden rule in all of this is don't change something on the day you never change don't experiment with gels any of that sort of stuff so wear the shoes you've been wearing in training yeah wear the the shorts and the top so they don't chaff you because you don't know how something else is if you haven't worn it before um i would say as i suppose a serious-minded athlete in my day remove all forms of of stress that get in the way to you performing well so in other words don't be doing like I did today and leave my house with <laughs> 10 minutes to go to get here. So I don't preach what I talk about. But um, so I would say to you get down there around about two o'clock, not much more. Um you want to you want to have your number pinned on your singling if you yeah. can. All of these little things get in the way. You get fumbly fingers because you're nervous. Yes. And what you do is soak up, soak up the atmosphere. Walk around for a while. The walking just eases you out, which is nice. You don't want to be warming up from two o'clock. It's too long for, for yeah. your, your average runner. But with about 15 to 20 minutes to go, you can say it's now there will be an organized warm up in West Street anyway. But just start jogging nice and slowly. Just just feel. And you know what will happen? You'll feel a lightness in your feet on the day because our energy becomes your energy and we all share. It, and that's what you will feel when you see all these bright colors um, you'll find you'll float. Just don't get carried away because obviously the, somebody wants to be the first <laughs> over West Street, you know. <laughs> but uh no, you got just just um run nice and steady. What I would say to people is do your best running on the best part of the course. Mm-hmm. Don't use your energy on your energy away. running up the hill. Yeah. Get to the top, level out going over but or just just going out onto the slaying road, and then you'll know your body will tell you I'm recovered from that. And you pretty much can uh, you, you, you only have to run at maybe about 70% because on uh, bar you're trying to win it's it's a nice ease all From the way on. back in. Yeah. yeah. You know, you will see you will see the at at, at pass there where you could swing up for St. us. It's Two kilometers uh, three kilometers from there to the finish, so you just kind of just when you see the town don't go mad now, don't go you know what mad. I mean just but keep then, a little a few yeah, quid yeah, absolutely. in the mind
2: keep a little little bit in the tank and in terms of you know you talked about times then and people getting over the, the the finish lines is there any that stands out as being like what how did they complete that in this amount of time
1: oh well, for me yes and um, I mean, the the men, I, I'm not, uh, even though I'm the pro and I write <laughs> it for the paper. Sometimes I I see so many numbers I don't remember them all. The course record for the men is about thirty minutes and forty seconds. Wow! But so I mean that could be blown out of the water. We've a, we've a guy from Carrick Aces, Jared De Rees. He he could run that very close to to twenty nine if if he was really pushed. But I have to say, just on that. All credit to Flow Gas who have sponsored all the prize and that, that, that fund extends to about four thousand euro. Amazing. But you know what's nice as well is that um there's some very good girls running both here and in, in the North East Runners Club in Dundalk as well. And it's nice to see them maybe get their chance in the, they're running really well. They're they're running close enough to sixteen minutes. Wow. That's really good running like yeah. for a girl, you know. Yeah. They'd be well up there with, with good club runners. Yeah. Most men. Yes, at that time and it's lovely to see them maybe get their So I'd love to see one of them take the take the part rather than a mercenary who travels around the yes, country you know for, for want of a better word yes I um, know what you're
2: saying for someone that's kind of doing it the whole time yeah. I know I, absolutely and in terms of like you know sleep as well that's yes, crucial
1: uh, isn't it the night that's before the, that's an excellent point yeah most people will say get a good sleep the second last night because the nerves may kick in, but you must remember don't panic because it's only six and a quarter miles it it doesn't really happen in a 10k you don't you you're, you're never running on empty yeah. even the fittest runners when they get to 22 it's 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 like the plane coming back that's been shot up you're just struggling to keep moving that won't happen to you in it in a 10k yeah you know that that really won't't don't, don't have any worries there don't stress.
2: Yeah, stressing you, doesn't
1: help you. You want to enjoy, enjoy this. The day. You
2: want to enjoy this. And as you mentioned there, rain, hail or shine, this run will go ahead, won't it? Well, it
1: certainly <laughs> rain the last time we had it. No, it's going to be good, I believe. Yeah. Oh, good. Fingers yeah. crossed. The it's atmosphere, atmosphere awesome. in West Street um, as we warm up the crowd will just be fabulous. I mean, look, you see all the characters. A good part of it is as well, because we're on the mic and we're local. This, the local is beautiful because you see people. You see Tom Riley, the local historian, yeah. and he's well-known as a runner. Yeah. Aidan Townley, the the, the uh, fin- undertaker, yeah. I mean, he, he, he was finishing one of our races one year and he was encouraging this guy to do the big sprint finish, and he wouldn't do it. I said, you better hurry up, pal. I said, Aidan Townley's coming behind you, and he always gets his man. <laughs> and he just looked, and he says, I'm out of here. Do so you know what I mean? Yeah. And all of those guys get to... Um, it's nice to give them all the little day in the sunlight. Well, this is this you know, and see little kiddies will be out with the yeah. manos, daddy this and daddy that. But you know what? The afterglow. Yeah. It's like it's like we meet you and we, we this goes well, and afterwards we feel good. But for the girls and especially the girls and that, because running really makes them feel so good. And um, I would say to you, rehab well, but we can go we can go over that at the finish. Celebrate your win, enjoy mm. it. Take a nice picture with your loved ones. Get your hair done if that's your thing and it makes you feel good. And you know, you'll go down to the Moreland Cafe in the next day. And if you sit there at about half past two and you say to some woman, oh, I see a medal on you. You must have run there. Did I forget to take that <laughs> off? She said, did I forget to take that off? But isn't that lovely? Yeah, they, they get to be because um, oftentimes... A lot of people don't get a chance. They're so busy with work and yeah. kids. And everything. It's they don't get to indulge themselves, themselves.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's
1: and play. you spoke there a little
2: bit. It's really important as well, because you are just after completing the 10K, the aftercare, talking yes. about that. So stretching uh, afterwards, all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, stretching for me is not the big one. What will happen is if, if you're not used to running or even if you are, your legs will be sore the next day. OK, you haven't hurt anything. All it is is waste products in your muscles, lactic acid. The big problem for most people is they say oh, I can't run for 3 or 4 days after this Monday and Tuesday go out and walk say 2 miles mm. easy. You don't have to be in a hurry. just walk, just stretch your legs. All those waste products that have pooled will start to move by Wednesday. Go out and jog an easy 2 miles, you'll be fine by Thursday. The worst thing you do is just sit in the chair. Yeah. Like like you get out of a like you get out of an aeroplane, <laughs> you don't want to sit, you need to walk. Yeah. And walking is, walking is so good. Often underestimated by yeah. runners, oh, you're yeah. not feeling right.
2: Go for a walk. Go for says. a walk. Yeah. yeah. You're
1: still, the thing is, you're keeping your habit up, and and you know, if you learn to form good habits, you'll become a reasonably decent athlete. Oh, so and when you're under pressure, you tend to rely on habits. So, so cultivate good habits. Walk, walk on Monday and Tuesday, and an easy one on Wednesday. And you know what? Book the pizzeria or something and celebrate oh, the win. Oh, totally. You I know, I, keep keep the party I, I going. Think
2: of the pizzeria as you're running. That's absolutely, you said that? it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Whatever
1: floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well,
0: look,
2: Martin, it's been just so, so lovely having you with me. Thank you so much for you're your welcome. amazing act of kindness outside in the, in the car park for me. Uh, very much looking forward to cheering all the, the runners and everything yeah. on this weekend. Thank you so much for you're very good. On. God bless. Come down early. down early. I will, I will, absolutely. Draw the 10k this Sunday, April 30th the detail details are on the Draw to 10k Facebook page or myrunresults.com
0: The 11 to 1 show
2: LMFN Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Going back in time now, on this day in 1990, the Hubble Space Telescope was placed into orbit by Space Shuttle Discovery. And today is World Malaria Day. Malaria is a serious disease that is spread by the bite of an infected mosquito. It can leave a person feeling feverish, chills, and if not promptly treated, they can be found. So, World Malaria Day was started with the intention of reflecting on the progress we've made to eradicate the spread of this challenging disease. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk, and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's Westlife Fool again on LMFM's eleven to one news. At twelve is approaching, and after that, how often do you take care of your mental health? Could you be doing a lot more? We're going to be talking about mental fitness with life coach Susan Mullen. She runs the Thrive Project. She's going to join us after twelve.
0: The eleven to one show. With LMFM,
2: fancy a job as a seagull deterrent? Zoo is recruiting. Going to tell you more after Lewis Capaldi. Counting days, counting days since my love up and lost on me. Louis Capaldi with bruises. You'll probably get bruised. You'll probably get pecked a lot, I would say, as well. This has to be the strangest job I've ever come across. But uh, if you're looking for a job and you happen to be listening in from the UK, which I know there are some people listening in from the UK online, well, this might be the role for you. Blackpool Zoo are on the lookout for people interested in filling the role of a seagull deterrent. Yeah. So they're located near the coast and uh, they say that they love all animals but seagulls are proving to be a bit of a nuisance when it comes to trying to steal food from our visitors and our animals' enclosures. So what do you need to do? Well the ad for this says Seagull Deterrence slash Visitor Services Assistant. The zoo says we need to do what we can to keep the seagulls away from our main visitor dining areas, which is why we are looking for a team of people to join our visitor services team as Seagull Deterrence. They're looking for people who are visitor focused, friendly, energetic and flexible and they uh, should be outgoing. You'll need to be comfortable wearing a bird costume. So I think that you're going to have to wear like a big sort of like a hawk or an eagle type suit or something and wander around to tearing these seagulls, which are they're so brazen. Aren't they seagulls? I mean, I've been to Dublin Zoo during the summertime. You're tucking into your massive sandwich that you lovingly created before you went out and in swoops this winged It may as well be a dragon, I'm going to say. You know what I mean? Because you get such a fright, first of all, and they just are all wings and beaks and they just come at you and you just willingly hand it over because they're just so terrifying, these seagulls. Uh, But they will do it. They will brazenly eat the sandwich out of your hand. They'll just snatch it right away. So I can understand this. But there you go. Seagull deterrent. Wearing a bird costume all day long. I mean, you know, I'd say you definitely would have to be outgoing. You'd have to be brave as well. I wouldn't. Could you imagine trying to do that job? Whether you're in the bird costume or not, you'd just be ducking from all sides of these crazed seagulls that are clearly addicted to whatever food is in the zoo Swoop down upon you. It's not for the faint heart. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app.
0: Hi, I'm Crossy. I'm a celebrity South Africa kicked off on Virgin Media 1 last night. Sean Ryder revealed he had a great time first time round, bar being in the jungle with Gillian McKeith. 30 seconds before the end, though, guess who appeared? Gillian McKeith as the next campmate. Here's the reason why she's going back in again. I'm flying the
2: flag for the scaredy cats. All the people, the millions of people who are terrified of everything, like me. So... If I'm in a coffin, for example, under the ground with rats and water and all kinds of other crazy things, I'll be not in there by myself. I'll be in there with the scaredy cats of Great Britain and they will be egging me on to do my best for them and we'll all be in it together. (laughs)
0: Usher has said he'd like to headline the Super Bowl halftime show. He said he thinks he is a catalogue that obviously speaks for itself. Adele picked up James Corden for his final carpool karaoke this week. James revealed no one would do the carpool karaoke segment at the start of the show. And here's what he said Everyone on planet Earth said no. But then suddenly, Mariah Carey said yes. So we're like buzzing. And she goes, We'll do it on Saturday. We're like, great, so we all scrub around. We get there, we do it, we turn up. We're obviously waiting around a, a, a little bit. Mariah comes out, and Mariah comes out, and the first thing she says to me, she goes, I'll, I'll do the chat, I ain't singing. Okay. And I looked at Gabe, and I went, what am I going to do? And you to do? you just got to get her to sing. <laughs> That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy.
2: The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, she's a diva, diva, diva. Mariah Carey, thank you so much. Crossy, more Buzz on The Drive with Eddie Caffrey a little later on. Now, can I get a yeehaw? No, really, I need a yeehaw on 86 658 Why? Well, I want to give you tickets to Country Fest, Ireland's biggest country festival It's happening in Eskeen this weekend Three nights of great music and entertainment Doors are open at 9 every night with music from 9.30 and you can pay on the door as well. I've got tickets to Friday night Kieron Rosny and Jimmy Buckley are performing. Would you like to go along? All you have to do is do what Sean from Dundalk did He's after sending me a voice note on 086-1800-658 Here he is
1: Yeehaw. Oh, fantastic. It was
2: a very cool sort of yeehaw, wasn't it? It's very collected. I like it though. Keep those coming in. You could, you know, yeehaw with willful abandon, like Yeehaw! You know, it's great excuse. Just get it out. Don't be afraid of it. That's what I'm gonna say. Oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight on WhatsApp. Or if you don't have WhatsApp, you can just send me a big Yeehaw in capital letters, which you are doing as well on the text I want to give you those tickets oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight <laughs> There's the pretenders, brass in pocket. Now, earlier on, we were looking after our physical well-being, talking about the boyne or the draw to 10k. Now we are going to look after our mental well-being, because let's be honest, we are very good, aren't we, at going out for walks or going to the gym and pounding iron and whatever we do, and we're good at, like, you know, maintaining a healthy balance, all that sort of stuff. But how many of us actually take the time out to prioritise our well-being? I know, I know. Well, we're going to do that now very shortly. We're going to be chatting to Susan Mullen. She is the founder of the Thrive Project. I'm really looking forward to chatting her. She's in studio with us. We're going to meet her next.
0: The 11 to 1 show.
2: Now a lot of us have incorporated some form of physical exercise into our daily routine whether it's at the gym or going for a walk or run and most of the time we will eat a healthy balanced diet However, not many of us can say that we prioritise our mental well-being Have you taken time out today to work on your mental fitness? Well, we're going to do that because my next guest she's on a mission to help people unlock their true potential and lead a life of peace and happiness In short, she wants us to thrive through her business It's called The Thrive project she's a personal development trainer she's a life coach she practices EFT tapping recce and it's not just for adults she works with teens through mental fitness and self-care programs as well i'm delighted to have her in front of me susan mullen is with us susan you are so welcome to oh thanks a million sinead it's an absolute honor and a pleasure to be here i'm so excited great to have you on the program now just a few short years ago I might have found you punching numbers, working in accountancy, tax worlds away basically from what you're doing right now. So what led you down this
3: path? Um, To be honest with you, yeah, I was. I was working in a tax department and I was studying for my tax exams a million miles away from obviously what I do now. And um, I'm a single mom. I had two kids. I was raising by myself. I went back to college, did a business degree, then went on, got a full time job, went back to college again and something has to break. you can't keep sustaining that level of i' i suppose high energy all the time, and it was me I broke I had a big I had a severe mental breakdown. I broke on all levels mind, body, soul emotionally everything and um it just just floored me I couldn't move i couldn't I couldn't get out of bed, I couldn't look after the kids, nothing. And um, it ju- yeah, it just led me slowly, slowly. I began to build myself back up and um, a really good friend of mine was a life coach and she she helped me. I got really good um, counselling and I really started to touch back in with myself. And I just said to myself, I can't I can't I can't keep run- doing this life. I'm not actually going to be around for my kids if I keep running at a million miles an hour. So I did. I took a step back. I reevaluated my life. I retrained as a life coach And then from that then, this all took off.
2: Wow. So you, as you say, complete mental breakdown. Uh, You know, you lost hair. Yeah. Basically, this impacted on you massively as well. And a few
3: years prior to that, um, I had a stroke, but I didn't listen, didn't listen, didn't listen to the amount of stress and anxiety that was going on in my life. And like I you just, were a very
2: young person. So yeah. what, what, what what age was that?
3: I was 36 when I had a wow. stroke. Yeah, wow. my boy, my boy, I have two boys. They were quite small at the time. And did I listen? No, I just picked back up and just kept going a million miles an hour again. And then my hair fell out. And then did I listen? no. Kept going a million miles an hour again. Picked myself back up, and then the only way I could stop was from a breakdown. I lived, was literally floored. I couldn't move, so I really had to stop, take check, and reevaluate my life again and see what, what direction I was going in. And that's led me down. This road. This road. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. talk
2: about a complete three sixty in regards to that. Yeah. So that was the light bulb that you needed. Like
3: that was the universe hit me over. That the was head. the gift. Yeah. That was the gift. I mean, I don't look I at it. Yeah. That. I yeah. don't look at it at all. And I'm not saying that everybody should go and have a breakdown to reevaluate our life. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for me it was the only way I could stop because I was at a million miles an hour. You know, I had no time for myself at all. I no self care. I had no um not looking after myself at all, million, million, million miles an hour, um, and should the, the only way I could do it was 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 to break, and yeah. um, I broke on every level.
2: <laughs> but I, I, like, yeah. and It's only in hindsight, after the fact, when you come out the other end and you realise actually this was the gift because now I'm on the path that I was meant to be on.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it is. And to, to be honest with you, it, I, I, you know, when I did break, I'm lucky to be here like yeah. you, you know I and I and I know that and I get that and I think in, when it happened for me I didn't realise it had happened but then I was kind of like Sue like you're nearly not here you have two young boys to look after and you're nearly not there they're nearly without a mother something has to happen something has to change and I think from that and like I said having the ability to step back and having the time to step back and giving myself that time made me kind of re-evaluate everything yeah everything
2: and I think a lot of people are doing that uh, since Covid it's been yeah. a project of Covid in a lot of ways where people yeah. have kind of gone I want to get off this hamster wheel of life yeah. I want to actually take a step back and kind of really reevaluate where I'm going and what I'm doing and this isn't yeah. for me um, so the Thrive Project I love yeah. the name of this <laughs> I love the name of this so tell me about the Thrive Project what do you do
3: yeah so I suppose I came up with the name Thrive Project because I've been in survival mode for most of my life You know, I really have. And my breakdown gave me that insight, you know. So I I just said to myself, you know what, I'm not surviving anymore. I'm not surviving life anymore. I'm going to thrive in life. And that's it. We're going to thrive in life from now on. We've done all this surviving. It's time to actually start living life. So on the back of that, I retrained as a life coach. And then on the back of that, then myself and an amazing friend of mine, got asked to go up to the north to retrain with an amazing uh, charity up there called Lightwork NI. And we trained on their try this program. So that's where I would have learned all my EFT and all my personal developments. And they're specifically designed, uh, tailored around uh, teen mental health. So that's that would have been where I learned all my training.
2: And tell me, because I've heard a lot about EFT and EFT yes. tapping, which you do a lot of. Tell yes. what, what is this and how does it work?
3: It's an amazing tool. It's like I call it the new kid on the block because uh, it's, it's, it's um, a lot of people wouldn't know it as tapping and they'd know it from being on YouTube. Uh, you might see people tapping away and it looks like, you know, tapping, tapping on uh, energy centres of what we would say acupuncture points yes. around. So it does exactly what it says on the tin. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique and what it does is it frees you from your emotions. So EFT would say there's no such thing as a good or a bad emotion. There's only an emotion and that emotion is there for the feedback device as to what is going on in our life. And what happens is like a challenge or an event may come along and with that challenge and an event there's obviously emotions and feelings that come along. But when we don't process that Those emotions and feelings stay within the body. They stay somewhere. If we don't express them, we suppress them and they have to go somewhere.
2: Oh, my God. In Ireland, like nobody expresses their emotions hardly at all. No, and especially anger. You Jesus,
3: don't ever show anger. Yes, you can show all the good emotions, but don't ever show me the anger and the sadness and the frustration. So we suppress them. And when we suppress them, then it's, it's only a matter of time before there's a time bomb and they go off. So what EFT does is it goes in. So the likes of me, because I'm a practitioner and I'm trained in EFT, I am trained to to see and to to give a treatment with a, a pair, with a client, and we would go and see where that challenge or that event happens. Okay, and I we would tap together. I would find out where it is, and then when we find out where it is, usually it's you know past events, past thing. Yeah. So what happens is when that happens we kind of go off grid for a little minute, come back, and we don't recall all of the information of what's at the happening. So when, what EFT does is it distresses everybody, it slows down everything, brings you back into kind of, you know, equilibrium, the mind, the body, the soul, just calms down. And then we can recall the information without being stressed out. We find where the emotion is that's attached to that. And when we find the emotion of it, we dilute it or we remove it from tapping because we're tapping on energy centres or acupuncture points around the body and then
2: the emotion's gone. That's it. It's gone. Amazing. So the benefits to something like this must be tenfold and you must see instant enough transformation to people. You do.
3: Now I teach tapping circles every month as well. So we all come together and we all tap for each other and the power of like EFT because EFT and energy together goes hand in hand. So I can teach it to you and then you can learn how to de-stress, like to calm your nervous system, uh, help manage your stress and anxiety. You can use it at any time, any place. Uh, that would be different than kind of going into a treatment and having a specific yeah. t- you know, a specific event or challenge. Or you might have a physical pain, or you might have a limiting belief. I often get like, um, you know, people come to me with one specific, you know, idea or something, but it ends up more than likely. nine times out of ten sealed somewhere like I'm not good enough it's shame it's anger there's something built around it and, know. you know,
2: you've hit the nail on the head, that whole yeah. thing of I'm not good enough. I'm not good the enough. The amount of people in this world that are carrying around mm-hmm. that false message in their mind is yeah. astounding. And it is. Look, at we're all guilty of it, you yeah. know, at times. And it's it's about trying to get to the root of that. And what I love about what you do as well, and we need more about more of this, is you are working with young people. Yes. You're working with teenagers. Yes. This
3: is the kind of stuff that I wish I could. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing working with them. It really is. It's like it just, you know, it's like. I suppose the where I come from, from my head and my perspective, I'm like, we have all these tools and techniques. We have them in ourselves that we can help manage our stress, anxiety, challenges, life events. I'm not good enough, whatever it is. We have the tools to be able to do that. Why aren't we teaching the teens how to access them? Yeah. We're waiting until they can't manage their stress. They can't manage their anxiety you know it's it's the par- parents are at their wits end why aren't we taking it a step back going back and teaching the kids before it even happens yeah you know prevention is better than cure as they say
2: yeah absolutely yeah. and we are seeing you know that schools are very much you know they they're slowly but surely yeah. incorporating you know wellness and well-being into the to the curriculum but you know a week here and there or a specialized, you know, time, it, it's not enough. This needs to be kind of past, part of pastoral care, let's say, or, you know, every, every week or, you know, what about the start of the day that, that we do something Absolutely. that's going to incorporate Absolutely, wellbeing? Absolutely,
3: a hundred percent. And it's like, you know, and, you know, even the research suggests that when we access and harness the tools that we have that we can help manage and we practice them daily, then our performance, on, off, in school, out of school, it increases. You know, it's not it's not rocket science. It's like go in and teach these kids how to manage their stress, their anxiety, challenges, whatever it is, relationships, whatever it is, you know. And you're right in what you're saying. A week of well-being is not good enough. It needs to be, you know, this needs to be at least on the curriculum. You know, yes. it needs to be taught at least once a week. Yeah. You know, and, and taught throughout the whole year and
2: practiced, well, that's the key and thing. And practised. That is the key thing. Yes, I mean, mean As you're talking there, I'm thinking how amazing would it be for schools all over the place to literally spend two minutes before class time slowing it down, yeah. listening to the breath, meditating. Like, yeah. I mean, that would be so invaluable and you are yeah. going to see performance levels rise yeah, with kids. absolutely. And and yeah. anxiety reduced completely and, you know, like you say, this is a massive, massive issue with our young people, particularly post-Covid. They have a lot of this yeah. anxiety. There's a, a huge, huge
3: A huge amount of anxiety and I think what I find as well what I come across as well when I see teens I see teens one on one as well and I teach you know mental fitness programs to teens in a group setting through sports through youth clubs through family resource centres but when I see kids one on one and I'm explaining to them how anxiety shows up for them they're astonished that no one has ever told them this Yeah, yeah. they're being told to go for a walk but they don't know because they're stressed or they're anxiety, but they don't know why, they're, why that's happening to them. And it's awful sad when you, and it's awful upsetting when you see a young person sitting across from you and they're going to me, thank you for telling me that I actually thought there was yeah. something wrong with me.
2: Yeah. And you're like, why it- is nobody telling and and like yeah. and it's and it's so simple. It is so simple. And yeah. yes, like you say, nobody nobody's chatting about yeah. this. And and in terms of you know, you do an awful lot of uh, different courses specifically catered for for teenagers. Yeah. Um. And you can go into teachers and principals. By the yeah. way, she can go into <laughs> schools and do this. You know. Um. So you must see, like, in terms of the before and after, when like the transformation, that must be so rewarding. It is. It is. It's. It's great walking with te-
3: young people and teens. It really, really is. You know. Especially, for example, I ran um, a mental fitness programme there for one of the local football teams around the time that uh, the World Cup was on. And to see, you know, what I was teaching and then telling them say, go home now and watch to see are the players doing that on the pitch. And they were coming in and then the discussion and you can see them kind of getting and then they're able to practice because they're seeing it happening. You know, we're practicing it, we're discussing it, they're going off, they're seeing it. They're also then seeing their performance on the pitch, say, for example, increasing. They're taking shots on the goal, you know, their confidence is increased. Their self-belief and their self-awareness it's huge. Because that's another and part that's what of, it is. of, of yeah. what you
2: do as well. Is yeah. You work with sports uh, clubs, you yeah. work with them because, you know, there could be an underlying reason as to what's going on maybe on a team and coaches, fair play to them, they are they spotting do. this They do. and they're calling you in. Yeah, they do.
3: I've had coaches coming to me saying,
2: Sue, especially since COVID, mm. I don't
3: know what's going on. They're just they're like headless chickens running around, you know, they're, they're, they're arguing, they're losing the head and all that kind of stuff. And it is, you know, when when we teach... And we explain to teens what's going on in their mind and their body. And we give them the tools and the techniques to help they, they they soak it up and yeah. they can see it happening they can see they can the see the results yeah. and when they see the results they're like oh god Susan
2: off her head she's actually right <laughs> <laughs> it actually works <laughs> so just coming back to, to something I mentioned at the start you know this idea of prioritising our mental and fitness you know there's so many people that, that don't do it we don't put it up there at the top of the list we don't practice self care you know, and you were the absolute 100%. extreme case there yeah.
3: Uh, yeah I didn't even know what self care was, I didn't even know that it was okay for me to look after me. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something, you know, maybe it's a cultural thing that, you know, for us to practice self-care is selfish. But for us to practice self-care and really look after ourselves,
2: you know, it's like the ripple effect. We then give others permission to do the same. And it's only, I'm only realising that myself. So what kind of things do you do then to, to, to make, to fill your own cup? For myself? So, I really kind of
3: strip everything back to basis. You know, it's it's the absolute key. Strip everything back to braces. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's fuel. It's what you're putting into your body. It's what you're putting into your mind. It's filling. it's like doing those little things that bring joy. It might be going for a walk on the beach. It might be watching a sunset. You know, it, those little things and really, really being present in the moment and being mindful of where you are. And I think, When we practice mindfulness, you know, we get this kind of idea that you have to be, you know, Zened out under a tree, you know, hugging a tree or something. (laughs) We don't. Mindfulness is being present in the moment. You could be doing a jigsaw with your kids. You could be like, you know, watching a football match, but it's being fully present and knowing what you're doing, you know, and really using all of your senses to soak that up. You know, so for me... My self-care and I suppose for my own mental health and understanding how I work, my day starts off, you know, about six in the morning before the kids are even up out of bed. You know, I love, I love the silence of the the morning time. The silence of the morning. There's nothing like it. You know, I'm on the beach early every morning, hail, rain or snow, you know, um, I'm practicing yoga. I'm practicing my breathing, whatever it is. But that's what works for me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, it doesn't mean to... that it'll work for everybody, but that's what works for me. And that's I could probably go about a day or two without doing that, but then I can, can really the start the yeah. the effects. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah.
2: Oh, I mean, I could. Yeah. It's been brilliant having you on the show. Oh, from, thanks very from, much. Uh, from <laughs> the chat this morning that I would want to talk and talk about. Yeah, but how can people reach out to you? Have a brand new website.
3: I do. I have a brand new website, so it's a uh, tryprojectirl.ie are all on social media Facebook Instagram uh, TikTok yeah I'm on
2: TikTok my son was like you have to get on TikTok Mom. I was like okay <laughs> and she's flying it with the TikTok videos she yeah. really is she yeah. really is Sue so, so it's just been wonderful keep doing
0: what you're doing oh I will I thanks very much. much thanks
3: thanks so much Sinead so thank you
0: so the 11 to 1 show
2: Jerry Fish and the Mud Book Club, true friends, and LMFM's eleven to one. Getting a fair few messages after Sue uh, and her chat with us. I, she is amazing. There's a message here. She's amazing. We definitely need this in our schools. COVID has caused a massive amount of social anxiety in our teens. I yeah. I just, I just think it would be such an important thing. Like you know, once a week that we have a wellness section in our school you know like the kids are under so much pressure with with you know exams and and different things and they don't get time to just you know slow things down and and you know be present like like sue was saying and just really take on board this idea of wellness and the productivity afterwards will be tenfold there's lots of scientific study done into this in terms of you know uh, mental, mental wellness first it should be, it just, should just be at the top of the priority. priority. It really, really sh- should. Uh, somebody else saying if it can, uh, if S- Susan can help with tips, I'd appreciate it. I think we might have coped with that actually, or covered that. Uh, she says, my mental health is suffering because I can't say no. Do you know what uh, this texter Sue has a whole thing on her Facebook page about that very thing about not saying no and I didn't get to that in the chat we could nearly do a whole piece just on that always put another first yep yep I'm telling you go on to the Thrive Project on Facebook okay Thrive Project on Facebook you'll see Sue there I'm going to tag Sue in it later on as well on LMFM's Facebook we're going to put up the podcast and if you want to catch it that way you can as well but she has a whole section there with advice and and tips as well about uh, not being able to say no so hopefully that might help you LMFM Job Search With thanks to LMFM Online Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on LMFM.ie Sky Handling Partner Dublin Airport are recruiting bus drivers with full D-drivers licence required Please apply to jobs at shp.ie Gansel Building requires project managers, engineers and foremen in the Meath area To apply, please contact Stephen at gansel.ie The Castletown Road Post Office Dundalk requires a part-time post office assistant to apply. Please email your CV to postmaster.castletownroad at gmail.com. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search Going to take a quick break and we're back with music from Tom Grennan.
0: The 11 to 1 show
2: for you. Last call for the Country Fest Tickets It's happening in In The Skeen This weekend Three nights of great music And entertainment 9pm every night I have tickets to Friday night Kieran Rosney And Jimmy Buckley All you need to do Is give me a yee ha On 086-1800-658 have been holding dinner want to say congratulations to Kiva Byrne you're in Mahara Klune. you're going along to the Country Fest don't worry Jerry Kelly has more tickets to give away a little bit later on on the late lunch and I'll have more tomorrow for you but before we go I think I've time for some little things from One Direction that is our show for today thank you so much for your company enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and I'll chat to you tomorrow ah!
0: The 11 to 1 show. Uh, 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 Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be.